When you've been searching for the right insight, advice, and information on financial marketing, you know where to go. The Speakeasy, the exclusive source for financial marketing insights with a shot of human. Starring Kelly Hellickson and Hillary Reed from Empowerfy, strategy-infused data-driven marketing solutions for financial institutions nationwide. I'm your host, Bill Klaproff. So necessity is the mother of invention, Kelly and Hillary. So I guess the question is, what can we learn from this? What marketing and communication changes can we implement now to ensure our members remain engaged with the credit union and start thinking of us as an essential business to their lives? Kelly, what do you think about that? Well, I, I really think that we are the type of community as credit union marketers that really learn from our mistakes. And I think that we should make a really good point, as we talked earlier, in creating an emergency strategic and an emergency strategic marketing plan. Um, I know that the folks that are, you know, studying to be a credit union marketer, ha ha, that is not a thing. You do not just uh, <laughs> wake up one day and say, I'm going to be a credit union marketer. It's in your blood. Mm-hmm. It's who you are. It's your passion, right? So you kind of stumble into it. and We all have our own story. But for those that um, are coming up the ranks, like let's teach them what happened and let's show them how we can pivot and how we can not only recover from this, but we can recover strong. So I think we just need to make sure that everything's documented. And then, hey, here's a thought. Let's talk about it. Let's communicate about it. What happened? Let's not hide it. Let's talk about it openly and hear everybody's story. Yeah, I think what unquote communicating it, with our members, you know, we want to engage our members and our members are automatically engaged throughout this whole process because let's be honest, people are scared. They're scared about their finances. They're scared that they don't have enough money at the root of everything that's going on, you know, right now outside of COVID and all of that, that the root money right? Money is at the root of this. And where do you keep your money? Your financial institution. So I think credit unions need to be proactive when it comes to communicating with their members throughout this process. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to forgive everyone's payments across the board. You can certainly be a little bit reactive and wait for members to ask, but, but maybe you do something like that. Maybe you do um, forgive something across the board. Maybe you do make a decision to lower your NSF fees across the board for the next three mm-hmm. months um, to gain that loyalty. After this is all over, uh, consumers are going to be looking back and thinking, did, did my financial institution help me? Did my bank, did my credit union help me? Or did they just sit there and wait for for me to act. And I think that's the key here is being proactive and communicating throughout the process um, and just being empathetic, extremely empathetic in all your communications. I think empathy is missing a lot in a lot of marketing today. So that's such a great point. And it's hard. It's hard to be empathetic as a financial institution. I mean, gosh, it's not like we're hardened prison criminals here, but sometimes in financial institutions, we act like it. We act like these staunchy, stuffy, like we have no feelings. You know, bankers, bankers historically are known to be these, these big, scary, staunch people. Um, And sometimes we live up to that. And I think we need to let our, our barrier down just a little bit, you know, 
like we were talking about when you're on Zoom video, now we have CEOs working from their, their bedroom. The, the uh, president of CUNA is working from his spare bedroom and filming videos and appearing on, you know, news channels. So I think we just need to let the barrier down just a little bit and uh, be a little bit more human with our members. Yeah, and I think being human as well as forgiveness is essential, right? But speaking of essential, we really need to make sure that we drive home the fact that we are, credit unions and banks are an essential business and an essential important part to everybody's lives. So I think that if you come out the other side of this and, you know, Kelly's got a great story, but Hillary hears Kelly's story and says, well, what the heck? I, my my credit union didn't treat me like that. She's gone. She's going to go join Kelly's credit union. So I think mm-hmm. that as you are still onboarding new members right now, you need to be very, very serious. Take a serious look at your retention platform. And if you don't have a retention platform that consists of empathetic materials, caring messages, security, I think that you need to take a look at that and imagery across the board and tweak that ASAP. Yeah, onboarding, you know, retention platforms and onboarding, uh, reboarding. Now is a great mm-hmm. time to actually start a lot of marketing initiatives that you've been wanting to start for a long time. So all those credit unions and financial institutions out there who were like, oh, I've been wanting to do onboarding for a really long time. We don't communicate enough with our members. There is not a better time to start that right now. And some some credit unions were seeing, oh, we have to wait. We can't do any marketing right now because we don't know what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. other credit unions we hear say, nope, we are going full force ahead because they need us right now. Well, yeah. you need to engage with your members. And what a better platform to do so in a, than a retention and onboarding platform. And if I had one recommendation to engage your members not only now, but six months down the road from now, 18, 24 months down the road from now, is start your retention onboarding platform now. Don't wait. Good point, Kelly. Yeah, thanks. No, I I just feel that, you know, those types of platforms too, like you said, Hill, you know, get put pushed to the wayside because they're sort of a large undertaking, but not if you have a really great system, a well-oiled automatic machine, right? right? So it's a great time to start that. And think about this, what about member welcome guides and membership onboarding collateral? I mean, that's something that a lot of times in this digital age, we don't see a lot of, and that's something that's that's necessary. Talk about a necessity. I think all of the membership um, materials and collateral should have, you know, credit unions should look at what they have, assess and adjust. Yeah. And and for credit unions now who are just turning on that empathy feeling, that empathy tone. um, I mean, I have to admit, there's a lot of credit unions out there who never really touched on empathy. They either had, you know, a charismatic tone or a very serious tone. And now everybody is jumping on the empathetic bandwagon. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but I guess I would implore credit unions to think going forward in all of your communications. Why don't you weave in a little bit of empathy no matter what you do, no matter when it is, whether you're going through something like this or it's 20 years down the road and um, the economy is booming. Um, 
empathy should be woven, I think, into the fabric of all credit unions going forward in their tone of voice. When I think of empathy and banking, I think of George Bailey. Oh my gosh, yes. From It's a Wonderful Life. He's like an iconic banker, of course. If if everyone could be like him... That would be great. I That's a great analogy. Yeah. Be more like George yeah. Bailey, not like Mr. Potter. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. Think about in that movie how he was so essential yes. to that community. Banking on a handshake is in, you know, all these credit unions have these great stories to tell about. You know, when I actually worked at a credit union, we had this story. We were a teacher's credit union, and all the members would come in, and they'd say, I remember when you guys were in the basement of the house next door, and you had shower curtains separating the uh, loan officers from the manager, and (laughs) you guys were raising pigeons in the basement. Like, that's a real (laughs) credit union story. That's banking on a handshake. That is is, uh, George Bailey. So... That's a perfect example of what credit unions need to get back to a little bit in their communication. Paying homage to your roots, I think, is something that we're going to see a lot of um, after we're on the other side of this and something that, you know, I mean, talk about getting back to your roots and banking on a handshake. What what would that look like and what would that look like from a loan standpoint if you, you know, eased up a little bit and if you went after C&D paper and, you know, worked with them teach them how to handle their finances and then rehab their credit, you know, put them in a loan that they can afford. It might be a little bit of a higher interest, but then when they have great credit because you've helped them build it back up, you are their premier financial institution for life. That's, that's a loyal, that's a lifer right there. What a great way to tell a story too. You know, we've been here before we've helped you through tough times before we've been all through this together and, there's certainly some great stories you could pluck out of that to showcase how you've helped the community and helped the community rebuild in tough times, certainly. And you can do that yes. through an eye of empathy as well. And I think you guys have made some great points about onboarding, membership welcome guides, and full speed ahead on marketing. The first people out with that great empathetic message about being there for the community, understanding what the community is going through, and will always be there to help them through, I think is going to be the place that wins. We're going to be here no matter what. Financial institutions, you're going to be here no matter what. So why not remind your members that you're here? And, you know, one thing that always resonated with me throughout this whole process and Gosh, these frontline individuals, the nurses, the doctors, even the grocery store workers, you know, putting themselves at risk right now. One individual, one institution I never hear mentioned is banking. Um, So we hear about these frontline individuals, but (laughs) we all know that money is the dirtiest thing that you can touch. And I think it's interesting that uh, consumers and just everybody seems to forget that banking is essential and they're one of the frontline people too. And they're having to touch the money and the germs and all of that. And, and I think if we can just rise up a little bit and remind our members that we're, we're here, we've been here through the last recession, we're here through this and we're going to be here on the other side. Um, I think that would be a really great reminder that financial institutions can put out there in a really empathetic way. Yeah, Hill, that's that's fantastic. That's a great point. And I think we're closer now than we ever have been to that handshake, handshake banking on a handshake, um, lending on a handshake. Um, 
everything we once knew got thrown right out the window <laughs> with COVID. <laughs> and, you know, there is no greater example at this point than that SBA payroll protection loan. I don't think many financial institutions know what they're doing. And they're just saying, here, we're going to give you some money and we trust that you're going to pay it back. So I think now's a great time to start that banking on a handshake uh, philosophy again. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, speaking of that visual alone, you talk about handshake banking. How many people are going to need a helping hand right now? That handshake, mm-hmm. helping hand, the, yeah. the two go together. So it just makes a lot of they sense. Go hand in hand, they go hand Bill. in hand, <laughs> Kelly. Nice. Very nice. Listen, guys, six feet apart, six, six feet, feet apart. apart. Social <laughs> distancing here. It's an air high oh five. Oh, my right gosh. Now. An air, it's an yes. air five. Yeah, a virtual, no, it's a virtual fist bump. That's it, exactly. <laughs> Any final thoughts on how credit unions can become more essential? to the lives of their customers? I just think my my last thought here would be on fees. I think that in the consumer's mind, when they think of their banking institution, they associate that with fees. And that's a negative, but in this environment, their thought is, I don't have a paycheck coming in. My financial institution is going to charge me fees. So if there's one thing that we can do to engage our members even more so now than ever, um, is take a look at your fee schedule and or waive some fees or institute some new policies around fees and get the word out to your members, whatever those fee changes are. And, you know, I agree with that. And I would have to say my point would be accessibility. People want to have access to their money day and night, Mm -hmm. 24-7, back to that online account opening. If you do not have online account opening and you do not have a retention platform, you need to you need to evolve and you need to create some dynamic pieces that are going to resonate with with your membership. Great points. Drop the fees and accessibility, right? People want access to their money 24/7 in times like these when we're told mm. to stay home. How true is that? What a great point. Yeah. Ladies, thank you so much. Another great discussion. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. And to connect with Kelly or Hillary, please visit EmpowerFi.org. This is the Speakeasy Financial Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.